So this meditation might be in a slightly different style or have a slightly different approach to what you're used to. So I invite you to just let the words kind of wash through you. Don't try too hard to hold on to them. But just see what might land. So beginning by settling into the body again. Reconnecting with that felt sense of the body sitting. Feeling the support of the ground beneath your feet and the support of the cushion or the bench or the chair beneath your sitting bones. Letting the weight of the body settle a little more fully into that support beneath you. So that the spine can emerge just a little taller and straighter. And the body can begin to express the balance of alertness and ease. And then bringing the awareness to the experience of breathing for a few moments. Not trying to change the breath in any way. But simply knowing the experience of breathing in and breathing out. Inviting the natural rhythm of the breath to soften and steady and soothe the body, the heart and the mind. And even though I invited you to incline in the direction of ease, it's likely that somewhere in your physical experience right now, there's some aspect of that that is unsatisfactory in some way. Some experience in the body that is unwanted, 
unpleasant, unsatisfactory, perhaps quite subtly unsatisfactory, perhaps a little more intensely unsatisfactory. But just recognizing some aspect of your bodily experience right now that is dukkha. There is dukkha. This is the first noble truth. The truth of dukkha. Unsatisfactoriness. And having recognized one or perhaps two aspects of your experience that are unsatisfactory right now. Investigating a little more deeply to see if you can find a cause, a reason for this dukkha. Perhaps a trace of clinging, of holding on, of identifying with the dukkha, taking it personally, or perhaps pushing it away, resisting it, struggling with it, wanting it to be otherwise. All of these are aspects of the second noble truth of craving. Taking a moment to notice if this is true in your own experience right now. Is there some sense of holding on? or of rejecting, struggling with experience. And if there is, noticing the effect on the body. Perhaps stiffening or tensing Bracing, tightening, contracting, pulling away. Might be quite subtle, but likely there'll be some type of contraction somewhere in the body.
likewise in the heart and the mind. Noticing how craving and resisting affects your mind. Getting caught in the energy of wanting or not wanting. Perhaps getting caught in thinking, thinking about the situation, proliferating, worrying, agitation, restlessness, aversion. All of these are symptoms of craving in the heart-mind. The second noble truth. And having recognized this, sometimes just this simple recognition and acknowledgement, the knowing this is dukkha, And feeling the craving, sometimes just that, is enough to help the dukkha release, to cease, to pass away. And if you can, in fact, notice, even if it's just momentarily, a shift. a release, a moment or two of ease. Notice how that release feels in the body now as the dukkha and the craving let go. Perhaps there's a sense of momentary ease, well-being, lightness, spaciousness, or flow. Just taking a moment to see what might be true for you in the experience of dukkha releasing the third noble truth, the ending of dukkha. Sometimes just the simple recognition of dukkha does help it to release. Other times though, when the dukkha is strong and the craving or the identification with it is strong, just recognizing it is not enough to allow it to release. 
So at this time, we turn towards the fourth noble truth, the path that leads to the end of Dukkha. And we notice and recognize which of these eight path factors do we need to strengthen in this moment or in our daily life to help this dukkha to release. So as I name the eight path factors now, you might see which may help whatever your current dukkha is to release. Which ones are applicable to this dukkha now? Developing right or wise view, which we are strengthening right now through this wise relationship to Dukkha. Do we need to develop and strengthen right thought, the intention to renunciation? to goodwill or kindness, the intention to non-harming and compassion. Or do we need to strengthen right or wise speech? Not only external speech, but how we talk to ourselves too. Or do we need to strengthen right or wise action, our commitment to non-harming, not harming others, not harming ourselves? And what about right or wise livelihood? Is this the factor that needs to be strengthened to help this dukkha to release? The commitment to living ethically in terms of what we produce, what we consume, how we gain our livelihood. Or perhaps what's needed right now is wise effort. The effort to overcome unskillful mind states and to strengthen skillful mind states. Or perhaps right mindfulness is the missing piece. And we need to strengthen that capacity to know what we're doing 
as we're doing it, with as little reactivity as possible. Or perhaps what's needed is wise concentration, a deeper, more steady, stable and unwavering mind so that we can see clearly. And all of these eight path factors can come together to lead us out of dukkha. One more time now, just briefly, naming each path factor, getting a sense of which ones might help you for this particular dukkha now. Wise view. Wise intention. Wise speech. Wise action. Wise livelihood. Wise effort. Wise mindfulness. Wise concentration. And you might like to close by making a resolve, whichever one of these path factors seem to require the most attention. Making that resolve to continue developing this path factor in your meditation, in your daily life, in service of the deepest freedom of heart and mind. Mm.